There he goes again. Yeah, baby! My little buddy here is exceedingly excited because he just switched to Central Pacific Bank. It's epic! Without CPB, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. All the places we can go. Hi guys, it's Kobe and welcome back to Uncut Hawaii presented by Central Pacific Bank, the podcast where we get to talk to Hawaii's most interesting and innovative creators, entrepreneurs, and change makers. I'm so excited to be back with a new episode, but I wanted to share a couple of things about this episode. So Andrew couldn't make it, but I just wanted to say thank you so much to Kamako Diaz, the host of Keep It Aloha podcast and our good friend for filling in as co-host. We had so much fun and I hope we get to do it again soon. Also, as most of you know, Andrew works the audio board for our podcast. So this is my first time working the podcast audio and I didn't do a very good job. So I accidentally muted myself and Kamaka, our special guest co-host. I thought about re-recording it because we just want it to be perfect every time, but Augie's track is crystal clear. So Andrew and I are just deciding to go with it. I know it's not the best quality audio that we're used to putting out, but it was still a great conversation and I'm just so appreciative of Augie and Kamaka's time and I did not want to make them do it again. So regardless of the not so perfect audio, we hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna do my quick Yeah, let's go. Let's go, just scary. Let's see it. Let me bio. Everything on Wikipedia about me is fake. <laughs> Somebody said I made five million. I'm like, where? On oh. Wikipedia, five million. Where? Oh. I still search you for it. It's still cool, but like, you know, hey, five million. <laughs> All right, here oh, we go. Pressure. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Uncut Hawaii. I'm Kobe, and this is not Andrew. Wait, I'm not Andrew. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, Kamaka. Also, like you belong. All right. It's Kamaka joining us with our very special guest, yeah. Augie T. Can I just co-host? Yeah, it's all co-host. Yeah, we all co-hosting. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I was like looking up to like make your bio. I was like, this feels stupid. Like, yeah, it is. is. No, but like, it's like you know, I've had like people introduce me like on stage. You know, like no personality. They're just reading off the Wikipedia. <laughs> He's an Asian, European, uh, you know, person that lives in Hawaii. Like, they read the thing verbatim. And you're just there. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I'm European. That's awesome. So, Portuguese is European, right? Anyway. Everybody knows Augie T. Making Hawaii laugh for over 30 years. Ooh, yeah, see? 33. Wow. Yeah. At now, Honolulu City Council member. Right, cool too, right? District 9. Yeah. That's... Uh, now, when Kamaka interviewed me... List. Yeah, no, when Kamaka interviewed me, I just became this, yeah. right? 2021, I think. You were one of my first guests. Yeah, the yeah. second guest, I think, second, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was I good love, fun. I love seeing the, the progress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even have, like, a, a format back then. It was just like, hey, I just want to talk to these people. and. I, I don't even know if I had like an intro or anything or set questions. It was just, let's just start recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have a plan. Just talk stories yeah, about others. Yeah, yeah. But you like just, that. when you start something, you just kind of start them. Early on. Yeah, when it, no need to be perfect. When there were like quick video, you guys, you guys too young for that? Like when the cell phone first came out, they had I this know. thing called quick oh. video. I, and I used to walk around downtown and talk to all the crazy people. 
and then uh, yeah it was on like a quick video okay. and I, you know if you go on YouTube you'll probably find like some really like bad grain video of and I used to think that everybody has a story yeah. so I just walk up to people and I, I was it I want to go to name and then we just stop talking yeah yeah and just people off the street yeah they'll you know most people would really open up like I I met this one lady right on the Fort Street Mall and her family was looking for her for a long time. But that was the beginning of quick video. That was the beginning of like, you know, people seeing things online and mm -hmm. it's kind of cool that that happened. Wow, and I yeah. looked that up quick. This is before we can buy. I, I thought you were going to buy. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to buy because that's the best thing I was thinking of. That's six seconds. Yeah, no, that's, sorry. Maybe that's showing, my age, right? <laughs> showing my age, right? <laughs> no, but no, thank you for coming on and joining and talking the story. I was like, man, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah. I mean, for the first 10 minutes getting here before getting everything started, I, I think, was, like, was Stop gold. It. Stop it. We got an hour. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so how's your new year going so far? Uh, uh, I lost five pounds when I was, uh -huh. uh, you know, I started speaking to a lot of people around October, November. It's weird, like how, you know, when I first started running, if you look at, uh, all the people that was saying bad things about me, that he's just a comedian, you know, this is not the comedy club in City Hall. You know how they were attacking, 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 and then, you know, you just do your job, mm -hmm. right? City Council, you vote yes, no, you vote on things that you know that can help better the lives of uh, local people. And that's why I think everyday people with common sense should run. Because that's the one job where you roll up your sleeve and you get to work. And you can really find ways to like uh, help push stuff in the community. The community. So, you know, I had a very decent three years of like, you know, uh, taking decent. a stand on yeah. several things. But like, you know, just letting people know, like, I take this job serious. Yeah. Right. But then I'm also the same guy. Yeah. I still do my morning radio show. I go to city council. And on the weekend, I started doing comedy like more now. Oh, because it's helping my mental health. Good. Yeah, because everybody needs to laugh. tired of the comedy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But then, you know, you sit there. No, you sit there sometimes for five, six hours. And all you hear is like, remember watching Snoopy. That's what I was, I like, yeah. Like, it's very repetitive. Yeah. And by the time we get to... A committee to vote. I probably heard the same thing maybe three, four times already. So like you sit down, you go through the process, and you know after a while, and look, I gotta get back on stage for my own personal yeah. mental health. And it's yeah. been so much fun. Like so inspired by watching you know uh, comedy on Netflix, and you know just guys around town just kind of iron up the guys that uh, that's doing it now. I won't ever go back to doing. The stuff that I did back then on TV where I put on a wig and, you know, I have to, you know, uh, take this job seriously. But, like, one day if I ever get the chance, ooh, it's going to be good fun. Oh, that, we're waiting for that day. Me. So let's talk about that, like, mm -hmm. how different comedy is today versus what you were doing in when that was, like, in the, what, 90s? No, I don't think so. I think you got to do what you got to. Look, I think comedy is still a place where it's sacred. Like, you're going to come in. If you're looking for something uh, bad, you're going to find them in a yeah. comedy club, right? But 
I always told people from the very beginning, prior to like even me coming here, right? I was inspired by uh, Dave Chappelle. I was so inspired, right? Because, you know, edgy, uh, but funny, clever, right? And that's how comedy should be. It shouldn't be on statement. I shouldn't teach you. Like, I'm a reflection of society, a mirror, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't take somebody flopping right in front of us right now, like sliding and fall and not funny then you're not a human you know what I mean like yeah. uh, and, you know for the last 30 years and I've I've become soft I'm not gonna lie because you know you uh, in government you become more empathetic um, that's why when I was when I was listening to some of my tapes I was like <laughs> but then you know I also told my my campaign manager four years ago was like, oh, you might have to, you know, uh, sweep your social media, you know, because you had <laughs> stuff on that. Days. Right. You know, like stuff I did that maybe, you know, might be questionable. But like, like, again, I think comedy, right, if the intent is not to hurt, like if you don't have a malicious heart, mm -hmm. right, uh, I think it's different. And you... You know, when you go to any kind of show, you watch somebody talk, you can almost smell the fakeness. Like, ask anybody there. Somebody walks on stage and a guy's talking and you're just kind of looking at him. And going, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. You know, People can pick up on and that. And we forget that in communication, like, almost half of it is body language. Yeah. You know, it's not so much what you're saying. It's like, you know, what you what you bringing across. And I always felt like, if I'm sincere, even if it's like a, a touchy subject, mm -hmm. that's my that's my story, not yours. You can either relate to it, or you can leave. Yeah. Like yeah. leave if you don't like yeah. what I said. Just leave. That's what I do. I, I I'm like watch this and turn the station. Yep. Pull a plug out. That's the problem <laughs> with people on social media. They don't like something, but they keep watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they comment that they don't Correct. like it. I'm like, if you don't like it, it's the watch. Yeah. Click yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. many other things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and now... You want to watch see people fail almost. Correct. And, you know, now, like, there's so much choices, right? So, like, mm -hmm. it's a good time. And if you can, uh, you know, be as real as possible on yeah. stage and, um, and talk about the things that, like, you're affected by... Mm -hmm. That's your, that's your, you know, your view on life. And people come because they, they want to tap into that. They like find some sort of connection. That's why comedy is done in a dark room where I cannot see nobody. Yeah. And it's just a spotlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you, prior, you know, uh, when COVID first, when we first came out of COVID, I started getting calls like, hey, can you do comedy, uh, you on, know, for my family? On Zoom? On Zoom, but then I had also like, you know, I did one at a restaurant, I think Roy's. Mm -hmm. So I was behind on Pexiglass. Oh. Right? You're behind on Pexiglass. But then the light had to be on just in case the, I guess the Board of Health, whoever can see if they were practicing social distancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's the weirdest thing because I can see people like, you know, all separated, whereas comedy is like so intimate. Yeah. It was weird. It was like, does it work? You're like a zoom animal. Oh, but like, you know, we got, hey, I gotta say, we got creative, right? We had like, you know, drive through graduation. That was like yeah. the most awkward thing, right? Your cousin standing oh, by our garage. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't drive by, started whipping ladies at him. Yeah. 
we all became a little stupid. I was like, I was like all the, so like I get to like say all these things on stage and like you know, uh, and for me it's it's very freeing and yeah. helps me balance you know the other side. I gotta wear three hats, mm. well four you know being dad and a husband and so yeah no. I'm having the time of my life. Can oh, you see? I love that. <laughs> you, you, you don't feel like you have to hold back because of your position in politics when you go on stage because, you know, of a cancel culture and just yeah. because you're, you're, you know, at a higher level in mm -hmm. government. You can't make the same jokes. Uh, they tried doing that very early on in my, uh, in, my, in my run. I had to go in front of ethics because I was still doing commercials. And it basically told me what I can, I cannot say. You know, I don't, and the thing is, I don't think people come to and show uh, to hear about, about politics. politics. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, we saw that with Joe Coy, right? He killed in front of a comedy audience. And if you're not doing political satire or, and you go in front of an audience that maybe don't know you, they maybe kind of know you, man, that's a tough thing to do. I would never uh, take a, you know, take a job that was was gonna be challenging, that gonna make what I do special, uh, difficult, mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes, you know, guys like uh, Trevor Noah, they do that every night. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, and they're very comfortable in front of that audience. Mm -hmm. You know, it was. It's cool. I mean, like, you know, he being the first Filipino-American to host the Golden Globes was awesome. Mm -hmm. But you see the backlash, right? It's just, you know, uh, stay in the lane. Mm -hmm. And for me, by staying in my lane is understanding, like, what I can and cannot say. Uh, but then when you come to the comedy club, you're not paying to see Augie, the public servant. You come in to see Augie hopefully they're gonna make you laugh mm -hmm. and you know there is i mean i could i could sense she's maybe the last 10 15 years being a little bit more empathetic my kids are older you know they would you know and you get your kids questioning you it's become like one day when you guys have children <laughs> yeah, and your and your and your daughter goes he's still doing that doodle joke <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm ready to do the do the joke, but I'm going, uh, you know, uh, so you get that. And then, you know, uh, I, I think I shared this on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to work for the mayor on the big island and you see the amount of hurt and you see the amount of needs in the community, mm -hmm. man, it's hard to, you know, to make that funny. Yeah. If you're a public servant, if I was just a comic. There's no, for me, there's, there's no gray area. Mm -hmm. If it's funny, talk about it because that's the healing process. Like, you know, we are told like, hey, be honest. You heard that from your mom and dad. Be honest, treat everybody equal. What does that mean? That means sometimes saying the things that people don't like here. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that's how you build character. Like my, that's why like when I was listening to my tape, it was so funny, I kept referring, uh, referring to my dad a lot, my dad. Always say, I'm okay if you black, green, yellow, I'll treat you the same because I talk about one of my uncles having hydrocephalus. He has no, like, water head. Right? What? Yeah, like, like, you know, water in the head. So, oh. yeah. But that guy was, like, the most loving, amazing, you know, guy. And he never complained about it. And my, if my uncle said, my dad said, hey, 
go cut the grass, get his kids, and we're like, yeah, I'll go just go cut the grass. Yeah. You know, like, but they don't want they don't want to be treated differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when we make things like, oh my God, you know, this is like you treating them even I I think you're hurting their feelings by making them feel like, oh, this is for you. Yeah. Like they just want to be a part of something, right? And I used to say, like, they, I would have truck lo- bus loads of Special Olympians come to my show, right? And the only people that was uncomfortable was the was everyday the guys. Yeah, yeah. so quiet. I'm like, you know, they came for the same reason you came. And they sat, they sat in the front row, was disrupted because they was laughing before the punchline. <laughs> but what's the most, you know what I mean? We had the most fun because, like... I get it. Yeah, and then I'm feeling like you know, I put them in the front row. You just see how awkward people get, like, (laughs) and I we forget, like, what is that? You get we talk about a law. What is that? Mm -hmm. You know, I think a law is just looking at somebody, you know, with pure eyes, and genuine, and just and treating them with respect. Yeah. Not looking them, looking at them like they have a handicap or you know. They like feel like everybody. They like, you know, they like be a part of something. So that's why I like going back to doing comedy on stage because, you know, I'm having fun again. And you have a different perspective too after being in office. A little bit, a little bit, but like, you know, uh, there's a, like, there's a freeing effect when you're on stage and you can just kind of, Say what you feel and express. Uh, I did drive our comedy just before the pandemic ended, and you know I talk about my my gay sons on that. Like everybody, if I don't talk about my gay sons in that act, it's like Prince not singing Purple Rain. <laughs> I don't want to talk about them, but then yeah. everybody's kind of waiting, right? So I did that on Dry Bar. I think up until this point, it's like 2.5 million views. Wow. And if you read the comments, it's not them saying, oh, he's being mean because I performed in front of a male audience. They like the fact that I was genuine and saying, I love my kids. I just don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, why you gotta be extra gay? Why can't you just be gay like your brother? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so, you know, and then you cannot. Like, it's not funny anymore. When I did yeah. this 30 years ago, it was like almost groundbreaking. Yeah, Somebody like, in Hawaii is talking about gayness. <laughs> I'm like, talk about them because everybody's gay now. So yeah. who cares? You know what I mean? Like, uh, used to be. I go, oh my God, nobody, nobody's like, oh, he's teasing. They go, yeah. oh, I know that guy. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Uh, well, that's kind of what people were wanting. Like, you want somebody to push the boundary a little bit. It's funny. Like, people want just, like, to say it. We want to say it, but all you say it, you know? It's, it's the same thing where it's like, I don't want drama in my life, but I want to hear about everyone else. Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. Portuguese. Everybody, like, tune in. What you just said? Yeah. You know, everybody, yeah, everybody wants, a, like, a sneak peek, you know, in the house. But again, the comedy or the comic is a reflection of society. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We talked about that, right? How it's recycled. You remember, you're saying, mm-hmm. all these guys coming up. All the stuff that you're seeing, uh, guys doing short clips of, uh, you know, being the local brother. Like, Andy did it. Prior to Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, KK Kamanua did it. Uh, Bulaia did it. I mean, Bulaia's whole act was 
Frank DeLima, a mesh between Frank DeLima, Andy Bumatai, and Tremaine Tamelosi. You know, and a lot of reference to, you know, uh, stuff that these guys already did. And then when I was coming up, you know, I liked the rap, the character, but in my head, I wanted to be just, I like people know me as just Augie, the mm -hmm. guy that was from Kalihi, and <laughs> talk about this, and talk about that. But like, you know, you stole bits and pieces of, you know, everybody's uh, essence, because, you know, we familiar, we, we know that person. Mm -hmm. You know, all oh, these guys are iconic. And yeah. you, you know, you want to follow greatness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Especially when you were doing comedy. And you no, 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 you can say, you can say, at this point, at this point, at this point, Kobe, you can just say, Kobe, at this point, you can just say, you know, I'll go back when you was doing, and I'll be okay. I'll be okay. You know, I bet that, you know, like, I, I'm 55, but honestly, I run circles around a lot of young guys. I believe it. You know, like, I, you know, I still, I still feel like, should I probably keep going, like, five rounds in my boxing, you know, in my head, in my head, but, like, that's it. That's yeah. it. Um, no, but back, back then, mm -hmm. without social media and, like, you know, other people promoting you, you know, like just random people sharing your stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a different game back then. I mean, and then to have these guys being kind of the trailblazers, and of course they were the ones to follow. Yeah, it was tough. We had yeah. to, at the big radio stations, they're like, hey, can I be on? You really? know? Yeah, and then I had to go spend a whole weekend putting up posters, you know, uh, hoping. But a lot of it was kind of like social media, but it was just, if you were good, and it was like Amway, and that one person saw it, he would tell 10 people. <laughs> and, those right? 10 and those people, people tell 10. People. Look, I woke up one day, I was filling in for Frank DeLima, and I guess some people came to see Frank DeLima, but he was out, and I filled in, and I did his spot. The next week, man, the thing doubled, and then Frank said, don't do my club again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, but that's how it used to be, right? Yeah. And you went out and you hope to get on TV and, you know, so you guys got to hustle more because there's so much competition. Yeah, what, makes, yeah. what makes Kobe unique or what makes Kamaka unique? And, you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, I'm writing my new show. It's called uh, I Was Famous Before the Internet because I'm at that age where I wasn't, I understood how it felt when never had the internet. And then I had to learn about, you know, how to, you know, send, like, share, you know. Uh, but yeah, so it's fun. Like, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I'm like the luckiest guy in the world. I get to experience both sides of the, the aisle. Yeah, for yeah. so long. For long, yeah. Like a really long time. A really, like really, really, really long time. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 thank you. Thank you, boy. <laughs> thank, thank you, boy. <laughs> oh, um, so you're up for re-election, which means mm. that you kind of like it. You kind of like the gig, right? I do. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the most amazing thing. I think, you know, uh, one of the things that I really... So if you've been following me and you go to my website, you see that I put on my website, like... Um, you can do everything you love doing and serve your community. I think one of the things that I, I think I that came across was that, you know, uh, it's an honorable job, but 
at the end of the day, you know, you should still enjoy doing everything you love doing and you should serve your community in some small way, right? Uh, to make people's lives a little bit better. I ran because I was pissed off. You know, I, uh, why is my mom and my dad in my home? You know, these guys work hard all their life. Why are they, why, and when my dad died, uh, I'm looking at my mom now and go, when are you leaving? No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, like, for me, it was like, man, how can these guys work so hard and yet cannot afford to live here? Yeah. Because my dad had a, a need medically, and it was too hard, right? Or my children, you know, will they ever be able to buy a home? And then, you know, I, I live in wherever, and then every day I look at the rail, and like, who's riding this thing? You know, who's paying? <laughs> yeah. Every day people that will never, ever ride the rail is paying for that stuff. They will make good decisions. You know, and for me, it's just like, I'm a simple guy, I'm not perfect, right? When I look at a budget or any kind of thing, I'm like, how is this gonna help my neighbor? You know, it's gonna make your life a little bit easier. And I always tell people, being there for three years, it's like, uh, I compare, I compare um, government to a 55-year-old guy overweight, middle age, and every day I think about stuff like, today I'm gonna run. Today I'm gonna eat good. And without accountability, without being transparent, you just stay a 55-year-old middle-aged fat guy that stays in a hole, right? And I think we've been in a hole for so long that you need to keep the people that's running government accountable Right, because if not, their solution is just keep throwing money to stuff that don't work in hopes gonna catch up, right? And that's why it's important. You guys watching, consider running for office. Better yet, vote, don't even think. There's 500,000 registered voters and only 33% vote in Hawaii. So the party, right, caters to that 33. Mm -hmm. And in a 60, just mad every day. Just mad. I'm a vote no count. Uh, you know, you, your vote count. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw BJ go in front of thousands and thousands of people, right? Uh, I call them the Chihu crowd. The Chihu crowd, if they vote, can get changed. But they don't vote. They Chihu, mm -hmm. right? They get mad. They testify. They sound amazing. But they don't vote. You gotta vote. Mm -hmm. You gotta, if you like change and make real difference, you can. You can, because government is made perfect so that you and I live in harmony. We become fat because we pander, right? You talk to your politician and, and you go, hey, uncle, you think you can put a speed hump? And I go, what for? Well, you know, the car's speeding in this. It's gonna cost 20,000. Yeah, but yeah, I'll go take it out. And it never gets put in. Five, six years down the line, right? How about if we just tell people, drive the speed limit. <laughs> but nobody does that, right? Yeah. You get illegal fireworks. Anybody listening? It's illegal. <laughs> if you cannot, I mean, no, look, if you cannot, if, hey, if you cannot, if you cannot enforce it, you know, why are we doing it? Right? So it makes a politician or a public servant weaker because the everyday public guy that's yelling and screaming, thinking of doing their job. 
but it's just years of being in that hole. Yeah. Right. And the only way you get out of the hole is if the, if politicians can say one, take ownership of the mistake, mm -hmm. and then change, like fix. That's all. That's all I ever wanted in my politicians is just to say I don't know, or maybe I did something wrong. Apologize <laughs> instead of just pretending. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the biggest thing. And like going back to comedy, like the biggest thing you. You can't fake his authenticity. Correct. And with the politicians, that creates so, so much distrust in the community because you see somebody like they're just they're they're just a sheep or they're just like a puppet yeah. for this, and they're they're saying things that they don't even mean. Dude, that's that's why I feel like I'm like the luckiest guy in the world. That being the 33 years of the criticisms that I had when I ran for office was just I think preparing me uh, to look people in the eye and not lie to them. You know, the, I, the comedy in the 33 years was, like, authentic. Yeah. Of course, I exaggerate. You, you got to exaggerate everything you do, but it came from a, a, a real place. You know, when I talked about my, my dad uh, giving me lickings or being molested, it came from a very real, uncomfortable place. You know, your children being gay. Uh, your Samoan neighbor beating you up. It all came from a very genuine place. I don't know how to... Um, and we, even when I'm faking a funk, it feels like Uji. Yeah. You know, how's that word? That's an old, that's old school word. I Uji. Wait, that's a Kau word, huh? It's not a Kau word. By the way, by the way, I love going to, you know why I love going to Kau? I still make that, like, on my path to, like, and I'm going back, you know, as I prepare for the new special. Because I like going to Kau because get the community center. I promise to God, Kobe. I do a show there, like, maybe every couple of years, and people, they do come out. Dress up nice, and they're sitting on like, uh, and they get like you know the you know the the, the metal uh, fold-out chairs. It's like I get videos, but they are waiting. Oh, it's like the best because you know you never, yeah. And I love going to like you know small towns, and I think they're very appreciative because normally they gotta go to Hilo or Kona, but you go and you you pop in to Kau. Right, and you're using the gym light. No, no, no theater. It's, you know, it's open. You can see everybody, you know, and it's just so uh, pure. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's pure. <laughs> no, and then everybody, like, you hang out at their house. Like, I think my Hanoho in Ka'u is the longest because, you know, you do an hour, 15-minute show, and you go, thank you. You know, it's usually good. I can do 15 more. But... What is there to do in Ka'u? It's like an hour. It's going two hour show. And it's still going, I don't know. It's like 11 o'clock. I got to go home. But like, I love, I love going to Ka'u. And uh, when I was working for Mary Kinoi, I think I visited there the most and did a lot of speaking engagements with the students there. That's yeah. a special place. Yeah. It's a special place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love being from there. I rep it as hard as I can. We were just uh, talking about you and I was home for the holidays in Hilo. Oh. My family's from Kau. Oh, so. I'm, I'm related to the Akamu. Yeah, so my mom, I think I, I, think I mentioned it to you. 
at, at the hometown um, uh, legend for me. Guarantee his cousins. But yeah, because I was asking my Guarantee. mom how are related to the Akamos. Uh, it's through marriage, I think. And then not all the Akamos, because there's two different sides. Not the Zia side. No, no, it's uh, um, Zia's is my dad. Yeah. Uh, Kalamu Whittington is my mom, so oh, Whittington okay. Park, that's my, that's my grandpa's family. See, only in Hawaii yeah. this happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's so like, yeah. Yeah. I know that family, because that is, he's married, they're married to one of the, we have a side of the family that they had 21 kids. Oh, wow. So there's a lot. Oh, guarantee. Yeah. yeah. It's so a whole town, right? right? Yeah, I don't know how, or I'm sure we can dive deeper, but at least through marriage, we might be related somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Very cool. Right on. Uh, there you go, see? No, uh, we appreciate it, though. Whenever yeah. something happens like that, like, everyone is like, oh, we love all you. Oh. Then you're, like, picturing their living room. <laughs> you know? No, you guys have a gym there, right? You have yeah. a gym there that's a resolution center, right? I was there when yeah. it was being built. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, well, like, I played in like this creaky wooden like. Yeah, you know, the gym. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah, no, you talk about like what Kau has is what every community in Hawaii has to have, because no one knows where to go in case of a natural disaster. So FEMA built it with like I think federal money and state money, and I was there, uh, just watching, you know, and uh, I was there when they. Bless, did the blessing, so it's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, a big basketball court that could, but it turns into a place in case because you have a full-on kitchen, yeah. And I think when I came into the city council and I became the parks chair, that's the first thing I did. So you think we can do a resolution center, you know, in our communities? Because, you know, when it had the tsunami, uh, I remember the sirens going off and nobody knew where to go. You know, even though we get told, like, make sure your gas is filled. You know, that guy's, like, holding up their phone. But you hear him, the siren. Yeah, you hear the siren. <laughs> hey, dude, you got to go up land. <laughs> you know, so, like, but, like, nobody knows, right? And, you know, so, like, you know, for me, it's like, I look at things like that. I go, we need that. Uh, maybe, you know, we saw... You know, uh, into solar, like all our parks should have, you know, the parking shelters with solar so that, and at the same time, like, you know, if you're not rich, you know, I need one break on my electricity. How about we go, you know, rent to, you know, every day. And for me, it's like, how do I save money for everyday local people, you know, uh, utilizing government? So, yeah, I know. I love it. What's been like one surprising thing that you found out when? being in politics anything no it's everything that i thought yeah yeah actually yeah it's everything that i knew was gonna be hard i knew that it's a very honorable job but i also knew that man the red tape is so bad we gotta find ways to uh, expedite a lot of things so that um you know people's lives you know flow a little bit better people that are doing renovation on their homes or uh a building, you know, to make things of affordable housing. You know, it takes a long time to get stuff done. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that needs to be fixed, and that's why, like, I'm I'm optimistic. I mean, it looks you see your friends moving away, but like in my mind, I go, you can get this thing fixed, right? And again, it's gonna take you guys voting. Yeah, because it's new ideas. Yeah, you know, like I think uh, we're kind of just. 
not optimistic when we see politics and leadership and we're like, oh, we're on our own. Like, what are they really doing? But I believe you when you say that. Yeah, I know. You know, you go in as the every. That's why it's important. You know, it was made government was made so that the everyday guy can go and represent you, right? And become you know, and you get all these like. I'm so thankful that I got an amazing staff that somebody knows policy and somebody knows you know this and that so that I can go. Hey, what does that bill really mean? But a lot of abbreviations in government. Oh, I hate that. You know, I gotta always ask, what does that mean? But a lot of paperwork, a lot of, but you get, I get staff that went to school for that. You know, so you, you find people that's like-minded and then you go, how do we challenge that? Or how do we make that better? How do we make that better? And it's everything that I thought, like, well, it was gonna be hard, but if you get good people around you um, with the same mindset and the same goals, um, you can you can do a lot, you know, and I think one of the things that I think we need to do more is um, educating the public. A lot of people don't know, you know, like I do a bit, um, and I'm gonna do my bit because I don't care. You can go, you know, usually comics don't like doing their bit, but I do this bit on like how uh, no one in the 33 years no one has ever come on stage slap me, you know, or heckle me, honestly. Like, one guy did a brew moon and we almost went fight. But, you know, yeah, I was on like what was on a, what they call that a, um, a sea guy that goes out. Uh, he, he, no, I, no, no, no. He's, ah, gosh, there's a, there's a name. They go to different ports. Anybody in the room? Anyway, okay, so that, he, was in, he was drunk. He was drunk and he was just, yeah. And I go, eh, you like come up and do this. Eh. I said, okay, I'm going outside. I'm going to wait for you. And I waited. Everybody thought it was a, was a joke. I waited. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, the, you know, like, but, like, because people come and they pay money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get out. I think that happened one time. We were in Hilo, and BJ Penn thought that was a, would act. Somebody did the same thing. And I always do the same thing. Whenever I get, like, I go, I'm going to stop. I'm going to wait for you in the outside. Imagine if teachers did that to their students. Because <laughs> that's not allowed, right? No. <laughs> no. But, you know, I got a plan for that, too. But, no, honestly, I got a plan for that. Like, I just think, you know, any kind of social worker or former police officer, right, uh, if you get one disruptive student in class, how uncomfortable, you know, that person is making the whole class. Mm -hmm. You know, the teacher there will teach, and now I feel like teachers are just babysitters mm -hmm. with disruptive, you know, children who, you know, no mean to do that, but I think a lot of it happens because what's happening at home, right? What if we took that student and took him to the most awesomest place in school, the cafeteria? <laughs> think about your life going to school in the cafeteria. That's where you did the most speaking. You had a great time eating lunch, but you had maybe, you know, a Captain Kiloha <laughs> that understands, you know, Ho'oponopono, that can talk, you know, dive into the mind of that kid. So when a kid is in class and he's, ah, 
the teacher go, can you go see uh, Captain Kealoha in a cafeteria? And not an office, because once you come in one, once a kid come into an office, they almost feel like, ooh, they're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, go to the cafeteria, have some, you know, what they got on the potato, a little small potato. Some tater tots. Uh, tater tots. <laughs> 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 well, you don't have people wanting to go there. No, but like, you know, no, but like, yeah, yeah, tater tots, right? So it feels comfortable. And, and the guy goes, hey, why are you so upset today? Just talk story like this. You know, and while the teacher can go back and doing what she gets paid to do. Mm-hmm. You get teachers calling parents and the parents threatening the teachers. Oh, my kid not like that because every kid is an angel. Right? Oh, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I think it's, I think I did that not to, like, call anybody out. But, like, this is very disruptive. I'm going to stop the show because it makes it uncomfortable for me. And the audience. Yeah. So I just stop. I go, I'm going to be outside. Yeah. Then there's I... a timeout period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to either walk outside, try fight. <laughs> but then by, by the time you get there, you got to deal with, like, my cousin. <laughs> yeah. You got to deal with some yeah. of my other friends. Everybody's got their phone out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you know, you just, like, dude, stop. Yeah. Right? It's nothing. But what happened was, you know, uh... No one ever done it, and I get elected two weeks into it. Uh, my brother come out with his four-wheel truck. Because once you run for office, they know where you live, they know how much money you make. You know, four million dollars. <laughs> this this brother came out with his four-wheel truck. Oh, his upside-down Hawaiian flag. Mm. And like, yeah. And I go, to your house. yeah, but like, because we don't educate people enough, they don't know the difference between federal, state, and city. Okay. You know, like, dude, I, city, rubbish, water, fire, police, you know. I, what was he talking about? Uh, the telescopes. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, but you and voice. I go, dude, I cannot even convince my wife to control the remote control. <laughs> you guys had rocket Aquaman. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you going to do like you? <laughs> Take the telescope stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, so I, you know, uh, but I, I get it. So, like, you know, we have to educate the public. That's all. Yeah. We just do a better job of educating the public. That way, you know, you don't come harsh against the, the person that would put his neck on the line to go serve. And maybe that's the reason why nobody wants to serve because... That's all they see is people yelling, screaming. Angry. Uh, yeah. That's but true. you need you need people to sit down. Yeah, it's not like, what's your solution? Yeah. 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 I, I obviously don't know what, what's going to need to change because I feel like social media is like one of the most ignorant places because they just see small clips and then they believe it. Or yeah. It is, nobody wants to put the extra work to understand. Correct. Uh, and we can say, oh, you gotta vote. You need to let your voice be heard. And then you know, where we know so many people, are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Does I, I started voting in the last couple of years, but I was always like that. Like, oh. what's the point? Like, we're a blue state. Nothing's ever gonna change. Yeah. And um, you see it more and more. And then even with BJ Penn, like that whole time, which very exciting. The minority's really loud. Yeah. And, you know, she loses by like hundred thousand votes. You're like, how? There was right. so much support, but people don't understand that the people who are allowed, they don't vote. They don't vote. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't know how, what's going to change. Well, I think 
you know, educating the public a little bit more. I think social media is good and bad, right? Like, so what are you using this platform for? You know, like having like fun conversations like this. Like, it's not a bad place. You know, you find good people that's genuine uh, can make great changes. Because like, like I said, man, it's, it was made perfect so that we can live in harmony, right? We just got fat because of pandering. Uh, you can say uh, special interests, right? Like, you got to vote this way, you know, because I gave you money. You know, one of the things that I'm so thankful for is that, you know, I won an election with, like, very little money. Mm-hmm. And you go look at my opponent prior to that. It was, like, you know, in the hundred thousands. Wow. You know, that was backed by, you know, special interests, union. You know, and blew my mind. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get it. I understand. You know what I mean? Like, think about if somebody gave you a ton of money, Kobe, and then... To run you, your office? No, like, <laughs> like, no, somebody, like, yes. you, you had a ton of money. Like, come on, come on. But I get for the podcast. Right. Well, anyway, right? But they tell you, you cannot do this. Yeah. Wait, but then that's not how Uncut was, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not how it was. Yeah. You do it, and pretty soon, you just watered down. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, it's easy to get caught up in that trap. So we got to, you know, uh, we got to reform things, maybe, so that everybody on, you know, on, on equal playing field to to want to run for office or, you know, make a difference. I don't know. I don't know. I just think... There's 67% of people that don't do it, even though they registered. Remember how fun it was, like, when you were little? You saw your mom damn go behind one, one red, white, and blue curtain, and you are like, what they doing? You know, like, I like going there. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, and I couldn't wait to yeah. do it. I couldn't wait to become, you know, an adult, 18, and go behind the curtain and go, oh, this is boring. <laughs> And now you probably care with the technology, right? No, that's how you get the locals to vote. Fireworks after you vote. Confetti, like, right? How do I put that? It's a great idea. Look, if you complete the whole ballot, you're an aerial. Hawaii yeah. <laughs> has one of the lowest uh, voter turnout rate, right. especially in like my my uh, demographic. Yeah. But what we love fireworks. Yeah. And make them go vote in white pop. White and then auto fireworks. They already had them. That's too funny. See, look how funny. Look, that's how. That's how. If you did that on stage. People die laughing, <laughs> but like you, you know, the, 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 because it's 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 funny and genuine, right? And that's why like that's why comedy is important. Like it's so it's you know like it's so out of the box thinking, right? Like okay, how do you get people to vote? Lottery maybe or fireworks? Yeah, right? yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any, a any giveaway. Stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh yeah, you could if people here entered into the giveaway. Oh. Partner with Hawaii. That's, that's funny, know. dude. Yeah. You ride the real, you got a lottery yeah. ticket. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, look at it. We're brothers over here. That's right. That's right. I see uh, future council people in front of me. Oh, no, never. I don't know. I don't know. You, I, no, I believe I, you could. I could not. No, I think no, you guys would be good. No, I just... It just doesn't interest me. I, I feel like I can make a lot of changes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Look, Larry, you know Larry Price. You guys know Larry Price, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mike and Larry. Uh, maybe about 20-something years ago, you know, I really wanted to run. And, uh, and my comedy career was like, really? I was like, no, I was just doing my stuff. I never thought that one, that one, uh, uh, a cobby was going to... Mm -hmm. Take care and pay for my kids' school, mm -hmm. you know. You need to find a real job. Yeah. So that's right. A lot of people still go. Someone just asked me a question the other day. Do people still recognize you as a comic or not a city a city councilman? You know, and I think early on it was just comedy. Now people kind of see, oh, right. But like, uh, I, I, I remember being, you know, maybe at the same age as you and, Larry Price was like, you know, you can do so much more. Well, it was more like, listen, because you ever, you ever, the fact that the matter is that it's stupid that you get into that. Use the talents that God gave you and, you know, do amazing things. Katush. You know, and, you know, uh, and, and, and I remember my, my boss at that time was Clear Channel was like, I'm paying you a ton of money for be stupid. Just be stupid. You know what I mean? Because there's a place for everybody. But like, you know, I want to, I can't borrow, like, make a difference. <laughs> but it took me, you know, 20 years. And I, you know, I'm putting it out there. You guys will probably be in office. You'll probably be the governor. You'll probably be the mayor. You say the governor. Okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about how, like, if you guys did a podcast from... You know, the state capitol just saying, look, this is what's happening. We're announcing that we're yeah. running. So the reason I'm here today, people. <laughs> was all set up. was all set up that way. We're actually here asking for your blessing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Friends of Kobe and Kamaka, write your checks right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I would never, but if you needed uh, somebody to support you, other tenants, uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of Kobe. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, likewise. Um, so let's on top for 2024. I know we're just starting the new year, mm -hmm. and you got a lot going on. Yeah, you always. Were, yeah. Got what, like, what are you excited about besides? Oh, I'm Definitely do more comedy. Yeah, I'm excited about, you know, uh, the I was famous before the internet, like getting back to like writing. When is that coming up? I don't know yet. I'm looking at maybe August, September. I, you know, I'm going to work the bits out to where it's like a solid hour. Yeah. And see what happens. You know, it's exciting. Uh, that and like, you know, winning re-election. Yeah. Uh, we're working hard. I like. I already did like over eight thousand homes walking. Uh, wow. I get signs up. I like people know that I'm taking this thing serious. The first time, never had money, you know, and I've been able to like use the money that people donating to my campaign to to do the right thing. And you know, so we get signs up, and I got a small team of cousins. So funny, those same guys, my cousins, and like some of my best friends. The bodyguards I, from oh, the show. Oh, no, it's so funny because the first time 
Then I ran and I and I, I signed to, to be a candidate. We took a picture, and then you know people on social media go, get three guys who was in, in jail in the picture. <laughs> Yes, my brother. That guy, that guy was in jail. That's, that's my cousin. That guy was in jail. Yeah, that's my best friend. Yeah, no, no, like so, so, so weird. But like you know, those guys, they woke up every day, and I, and I, and we became closer because you know, my, I have a very dysfunctional family. So you know, having my brothers come on my campaign and my cousins who maybe did bad in society to come in and help. It felt like they were giving back. Yeah, like, they felt like there's a purpose. Like, dude, I couldn't run away. Like, I sleep four hours. I'm a four-hour guy, right? I get calls like, hey, are we still we out here already? Five o'clock. I said, come in. <laughs> Relax. They were there holding signs, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. It was nice. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the cool part about running. Like, you find really genuine people that, like, help you. They give like when Auntie gave me twenty bucks, I probably that probably was like the best thing, you know. Like she said, "Yeah, I only have twenty dollars," and like you hear those stories, you know, when you're telethon. But when you hear an Auntie look at you and goes, "Yeah, I like help you twenty. I go, "Auntie, I can buy two signs with that." Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, uh, I think that's so genuine and so so cool, you know. And it tells you that they trust you to like uh, make things better. You know, it's like people listening to your podcast or following you. They, they trust you because, you know, uh, they see the genuine in both of you. And that's why they keep coming. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, you get the naysayers, you get the, the troublemakers, but your fans or the people that's following you, they, they love you guys. And there's a reason for that. And look, I, like I said, I can always be optimistic. 2024 going to be one solid Solid year, I you know I'm trying to get my finances in order like everybody else, get in shape, uh, and you know uh, travel maybe a little bit more. You know, Where are you going? I don't know. I wanted to go to Italy for my 20th uh, wedding anniversary, but like yeah, no, no, no. But like you know what happened it was like my daughter's a Hawaiian Air. Flight attendant, right? So we get to fly, but you know, my wife is also her Uber driver because nobody likes to drive now. I guess you know, my yeah. none of my kids drive. Oh, really? Like at twelve, I was like, give me the keys. <laughs> like yeah. no, they like catching a bus. They, you know, I'm cool, right? Uh, yeah. So you know, I was like, oh, we have to stay home because my hair. I'm like, yeah, but why is she coming with us? <laughs> You know, why I gotta spend money on her? Yeah. You know, I'm already spending money on you. <laughs> yeah, but it'll, it'll, you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go travel. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for all the things that you're gonna be doing this year. I'm excited Me to too. Come to the show. I'm gonna come to the show. When you guys wanna come? Uh, I gotta go too. Next week? Next week? Next week? We're there. Okay. You guys, you guys are my special guest list. We got like two weeks. So the No Vacancy Comedy Club, let me give uh, give you guys how that came about, right? Okay. So my daughter has a nonprofit, uh, anti-bullying nonprofit Love called it. Brave Hawaii, right? Yes. So every month we go to the mall uh, to get kids that's in her uh, leadership program that loves to sing, dance, 
So we feature them, right? So we go there monthly, and I notice, man, stores are just disappearing because, you know, people are buying stuff online. Uh, and one of the coolest places that I performed was in a mall on the mainland because it's like, the, it's like being in a casino, right? You, you have all these dads waiting. Like, well, why do I spend the money? Now they can go into a, a club, laugh, and still have time to eat. So all these openings and I approached Purridge and I said, hey, what you doing with that store? Because they do pop-ups, right? But like, we'll turn that into a comedy club. It's work. Yeah. And it's like the coolest thing. You talk about like, you know, low ceilings, mm -hmm. right? And depending on, it's an old clothing store. We use the backdrop of the old clothing store. It's like the back of a stage. Yeah. And then we just yeah. put up the stage that was in Purridge the 110, 15 seats that they have, and turn that into a comedy club. And it's like the most coolest thing. And then, so when that store is taken by, you know, a new leasee, we just go to... Another one? Not a spot. So yeah. it's called No Vacancies Comedy Club. Because oh, the whole goal is to not have a vacancy in the mall, to help small business, but also keep local people, keep coming. Look, look you, you, you have full of solutions wherever yeah. you go. Uh, look, it's like, look, you get free parking. Free parking. Local people love free parking. Yeah. Yeah. And you can take your food into the comedy club. Yeah. And we got a vendor that sells drinks. That so you can, yeah. Perfect. You can have an alcoholic beverage, laugh, and the, the price is affordable, like 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. so how do you keep people in the mall? Yeah. Right? And if... So I just use the guys who I grew up watching, you know, Andy Bumatai, who is 70. Uh, Frank Dilly, my thing. Yeah, so it's me, Frank, and Andy. Nice. So when you go to the, the Macy side of Purridge Center, okay. uh, when you come in on the escalator, you'll see like 15 foot banners of me, Andy, and Frank hanging inside of the window. And that's the club. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so you three are doing the show together? No, we oh, do. So, so I, because I'm the younger one, I do the 8.30 show. <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy does like the 6.30. And then Frank does 6.30 shows on Friday. But on Saturday, he does a matinee show. Oh, okay. Yeah, like That's noon. Fun. Yeah, noon. at noon. Because, you know, he's like, okay, you know, my audience. Oh, That's the like hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they walk the mall right in the morning. <laughs> And then by the time they do their second lap, it's open. <laughs> they just walk in. Ooh, this is great. Dude, that's like the best. I, I, I did cruise ships. No one told me the longer the cruise, the older the people, right? So, yeah. So I had no idea. I started doing cruise ships, and we did one 15 day to Mexico, right? So, and I'm like, oh, man, all these grandpas and grandmas right and they come in and they mind you they walk all day you know and then they come into the boat and they get all these free shows but like in the middle of my setup you can hear <laughs> <laughs> and they all say the same thing all old people say the same thing when they come you know when the show is done they shake you know because I like to shake everybody's hand oh you terrific <laughs> Terrific. I'm like, you're sleepy. Terrific. Because it's perfect. It's nice. And the auditorium is dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 what a sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs>
So, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so it's perfect for Frank. They're out, they're attentive. <laughs> they're ready. Come on, come on, do the Filipino Christmas song. <laughs> Oh wow! I love that he—they're still performing too. Yeah, no, I think that's the yeah. That's like it's like my way of like almost like giving back. Like you know, I I produced a show with all of them when Malcolm Bang was yeah you know alive, and I think for me it was you know it was surreal because these all the guys that I look up to, Mm -hmm. and I brought them all together. We did a movie. I never released the behind the scenes because uh, Frank. I gotta wait till Frank died because there's a lot of stuff that was said and that, oh, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. They get, you gotta, you know, these are iconic guys that we all look up to, but you know, they get sailor mouth. They get, they, they, they swear just like you and I, and some of the funniest stuff. And you know, I gotta wait till Frank died. Yeah. Then I really said, then I make so much money. <laughs> get Frank's family watching. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> We're gonna pull one season this season. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that that to me was the magic. Yeah. You know, people like see the show. Yeah. But like, you know, uh, you see the concept of how they write, their thinking, and it was awesome. Yeah. I love the BTS stuff. I love what you guys are. Uh, <clears throat> All of BTS too. <laughs> Not that bad, right? Oh. <laughs> no, the, the, the stuff you guys just did with the Gooch. The beat. Oh, it's freaking yeah, 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 yeah. back on. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's where the stupidity is right there. <laughs> yeah, run that right there, you know. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Mr. Council Member, we can't keep you. Because I know. I have a parks meeting. <laughs> but thank you so much. Oh, thank Honestly, you for having it's me. It's an honor to have you here and talk story. And you too, Kamaka. Yeah, thank I have no so honor. Much. Yeah, it's been good to be back. <laughs> yeah, your new setup is an amazing. Yeah, place. we had Kamaka on our podcast, our first season, or second, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were and what happened to your partner? Something happened. I yeah. Think, I think the Chargers didn't make the playoffs and oh, he just didn't want to life anymore. Yeah. That bad, huh? It's really yeah. bad. Gosh. I miss you, Andrew. <laughs> 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 Remember the office, the Everwatch office? Yes. And the scene where uh, um, not the, um, Jim is replaced by the Asian guy around the park? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm replaced by the Asian guy. I'm Jim. <laughs> and they just pretend like nothing's changed. Yeah. They change the picture and everything. <laughs> yeah. We'll see who catches on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for... Thank you, thank you for all you do. Honestly, we just we love you and we're just supporting, supportive of you and love what you're doing. Right on. Politics, man. Yeah, don't forget to vote. Come on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, vote, vote. vote. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the live show. Yeah, watch the live shows. Come laugh. We're gonna be there till the end of the month, and then I think Homegrown in Purridge is taking a spot, and they will probably fill in Homegrown. So there's a short break, but yeah, just come. Just go to. you can go to augitlive.com. Okay. Just go to augitlive.com. Yeah, and you know, because you can go to Eventbrite and you got to go search no vacancies. The problem was the first week I had guys call up honest. Like, I cannot believe you, Frank, and 
and you're pushing no vaccines. <laughs> Perfect way to end the podcast. You know, it's like, wow. and you wonder why we're 46 in the nation when it comes to education. Oh, you guys, you guys not being, you guys not being responsible, pushing no vaccine. No, Nobody in there wants any mask. Yeah. What's wrong with you guys? You guys kupuna, you guys go catch COVID. <laughs> oh, on that note, thank you for watching Uncut. Thank you, Augie, for being here. Subscribe, like, follow all of us. Yes. Follow the podcast too. Follow guys. Follow us.